Happy Hump Day. It's Wednesday, and you are listening to the Chicago, the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top sports book. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up, and they're going to hook you up with all kinds of cool things. It's Greg Boyson. It's Mario Tarabasi. Missing Jay Zawaski yet again, but it seems that anytime one of us is gone... Stuff Chicago happens. Blackhawks broadcast team just gets all screwed up. Stuff happens. Yeah. <laughs> I went on vacation last year. Oh, and, Eddie Olchek decides, Ol- I yeah. don't want to be here anymore. And now... Uh, <laughs> Jay takes a puck to the mouth or gets his wisdom teeth taken out. I don't know. Whatever it was. Uh, and now, yeah, we have uh, some, some changes coming to the Chicago Blackhawks uh, broadcast. It's... it's pr- it's, we it's had a whole show planned. We yeah we hey and we're still gonna g- get to it. We we, we talked. We were gonna like reveal uh, Mario and I's top ten uh, Blackhawks pro- prospects currently in the system. Pre-draft. Pre-draft. Yep. Uh, we're still gonna do that in the second half of the show. But in typical off-season fashion, give it twenty-four. You joke yesterday. You said give it twenty-four hours. Yeah. That's the that's that's got to be the motto of our off-season schedule. Give it twenty-four hours, something will fall on our lap. And it's amazing how quickly all of this has happened. Like we literally talked about it on Monday. Yeah. Somebody asked us a question about the the rankings, the athletic fan mm-hmm. rankings, where the Blackhawks were rated the worst broadcast. Was it the worst? They were the worst, as voted on by the fans. And it's crazy how. These the timing of this. Yeah. Not saying Jamie nah. Wirtz and Danny Wirtz read, or <laughs> Jamie Faulkner and, and Danny Wirtz read that and said, "Oh my God, we have to make changes." Right. But I don't <laughs> think they're unrelated. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't. I'll say this: I don't think the Darren Pang news and the Colby Cohen news are necessarily related because they do somewhat. I think they're going to come in and, and yeah. those are different roles. Right. Um, I think this is I think this is more of, uh, as far as Darren Payne goes, I think that's more of they didn't get or probably aren't getting a full commitment commitment from Patrick Sharp. Uh, and it, you know, as, as according to the reports, both coming from uh, Scott Powers and uh, Jeff Agers of the Sun Times. Uh, it, you know, Darren Payne, his his contract with the Blues was coming up. And uh, he was looking to get an extension done, and I guess those negotiations uh, fell apart. So enter Darren Pang into the conversation of getting him into the Blackhawks broadcast uh, broadcast booth, and it looks like that's what he's going to do. And, and it looks like it's going to be uh, less of a 50-50 platoon like it was last year with Troy Murray and Patrick Sharp. It looks like Darren Pang will do uh, the majority of games other than when he is called to do his TNT duties. And then I think at that time, uh, what it seemed, seemed like the reports were saying, that is when Troy Murray would then step in uh, and, and go into the TV booth, uh, leaving some openings uh, on the radio. Maybe it's Kaylee Chelios again. Maybe it's Chris Chelios. Who knows? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, some, some, some changes coming. And uh, with regards to Darren Pang, like, I think this is – uh, outside for me, outside of getting a full-time commitment from Patrick Sharp, this is a really good uh, situation for the Blackhawks uh, broadcast to go in. I know he's been, you know, kind of a, a table pounder for the for the Blues the last few years, being with their with their broadcast. That'll take some uh, some getting over. But he spent his whole car- playing career playing for the Blackhawks. Yeah. 
Uh, so he's got that connection. You know, he's he's a respected, uh, you know, broadcaster nationally. Uh, you know, you saw some reaction from from Blues fans uh, as as this information came out today that they're sad that they're losing him. So I mean, it's he's a quality broadcaster. I think you know it's it's definitely going to to help the broadcast, and I think he's going to bring some consistency to the booth, which we spoke about on Monday and Tuesday uh, yesterday is is only beneficial for a guy like chris fosters absolutely uh i i love this move i love this hire uh it, it seems like it's going to be official soon um seems to be that based way. on who's reporting it right um so it, it seems like it was more the uh the he was under contract or needed a new contract with the Bally Sports Regional, and as we know, that is an industry that is just yeah, that's uh, that's just like the Titanic right now. Yeah, um, you know, we saw the Kings, another Bally affiliate. Kings uh, got rid of Alex Foss, so, their play-by-play guy. Yeah, the, so and I know a lot of Blackhawk fans are clamoring to bring him, and that's not going to happen this year. Listen, Darren Pang is being brought in here to to give. It's a perfect time for that, too, because there's going to be a lot more eyeballs on this team starting mm-hmm. in October with Connor Bedard coming, and this team's going to get better. So having a guy like Darren Pang uh, is, is huge, and it's great for Chris Vosters because uh, the St. Louis Blues broadcast has been one of the highest rated. They've been top five in the athletics fan poll mm-hmm. every year since they've been doing that. Yeah, uh, He's going to bring in personality. He's going to bring in amazing knowledge. And he's one of the most well-connected guys in the league. Like, he's going to be there every day. He's going to be in the room talking to players. Both, And he's got... Thanks to his work with TNT, he's got connections throughout the league. So he's going to be able to give insight... Uh, you know, a lot of the little stuff that you were used to from from uh, Edzo, you're going to get a lot of that mm-hmm. with Darren Pang. Um, so I, I think it's I think it's a great move. Um, and, and, you know, yeah, it's not ideal because he's going to go and do his TNT games. But much Olchuk like Olchuk would do did. that. Yeah. But let's face it, over the next few years. Hawks are going to be on TNT a lot. <laughs> yeah, TNT, ESPN, So, yeah, he's going to do, he's gonna do 17 TNT games, and 14 of them are going to be Blackhawk <laughs> games. So, with Connor Bedard coming and the Blackhawks getting relevant again, they're going to be on TNT a lot mm-hmm. over the next decade. So, that won't be that big of a deal. Um, and Scott Powers mentioned in his piece for The Athletic that uh, it sounds like uh, when – Pang has to go do TNT. Troy Murray will slide over to do the TV with Chris Vosters. Mm-hmm. So then radio, you know, you can bring in Kaylee Chelios, who I think did a tremendous job when she was did her radio uh, gigs last year. Yeah. I would love to hear more uh, of her on, on the broadcast. And then, you know, we, we also heard that, our, you know, our friend Kobe Cohen announced that he is uh, heading back towards Philly, mm-hmm. uh, back home. They just, uh, him and his wife just had their first child, so they want to be closer to home. Makes um, sense. He, he thanked, you know, the Wirtz family and the fans here in Chicago. And I know he was a polarizing figure. People had their opinions one way or the other. Yeah. You know, the bottom line is Colby Cohen is a great guy. He's always, you know, from day one when you and I walked in there on the first day we were on the beat, he was one of the first people to come over and say hello. Mm-hmm. He's been on the show many times. Hopefully, uh, I'm kind of hoping he, he goes and, and does his passion and covers college hockey, and he can become a regular guest of ours to you know around draft time. 
draft time and check in, you know, on, on some Blackhawks college prospects. There's there's enough to go around to be interested in. So, yeah, I, I it seems like, you know, this was a, a decision that was on, on both sides. I think the Blackhawks were, were okay letting him go. And, and I think this was this was something that uh, from what it sounded like he said on, on social media today was something that he wanted to do. Um, you know, I I I can empathize with you know having having your first uh, first young child and wanting to be close to, to to home and to family and all that. Like I I I get that. So you know it, that's something that I think he'll uh, he'll he'll really benefit from and, and enjoy uh, just from a family standpoint. But then also too like you know he was he was doing some da- work with Daily Faceoff and Frank Cervalli, who I believe is in Philadelphia. Yeah, he was a yeah he because he was a. He was a Flyers beat reporter for years before yeah. going to TSN. So, so maybe you know his 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 role there with Daily the Flyers Faceoff. need a guy. Flyers. Keith Jones is leaving the broadcast booth for the front office. That's true. Yeah. So maybe he can go do exactly what he was doing for the Blackhawks for get the Flyers. Some, get some Flyers gigs, and yeah, I think you know he you know he was doing a lot of work with with uh, ESPN and college and college hockey coverage. Maybe that increases as well. I think that's I he. He's someone that is very yeah. tuned into the college game, and and you know he was doing the work with the uh, the Frozen Four and everything. So, yeah, I would I I would be surprised if you know he didn't have some sort of opportunities uh, coming his way very quickly that that he'll be able to jump into. And um, yeah, I mean he's he's you know he's he's a East Coast guy, you know Boston Philly area. Um, and you know, just being being away from from home and being away from family, like I, I get it. So, uh, you know, hats off to him for for making the move uh, to 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 do that, and 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 know that he's probably also going to have you know some some pretty good career opportunities going forward. And as far as you know, kind of replacing his role, where you know he would he would be in on on the, the studio uh, shows, you know, intermissions, pregame, uh, postgame, between the benches for some games. Maybe that is an opportunity for Patrick Sharp if he still has a some somewhat part time commitment. He could he could step in and do that, or you know the, it opens the door for someone else to, to maybe step yeah, up. Maybe Kaylee Chelio slips into that between the mm-hmm. bench roles. Uh, Chuck Mucko asked earlier um, if if uh, Panger is going to be in the booth or between the benches, and it certainly sounds like he's going to be in the booth. Sounds like that. Um, yeah, he was in the booth in St. Louis, so. Uh, if they bring in that third person, and then that leaves open the studio. Um, you know, the Chris Chelio stuff we talked about yesterday, we thought maybe he could be a guy to do the, the color on TV. I still bring him in to do studio immediately mm-hmm. if, if that's something he wants to do. Yeah. I know Scott Darling is, is a well-liked. He's a great guy. He's well-liked. He's well-remembered for his legendary two-and-a-half seasons in Chicago or yeah. whatever it was, but... Again, more eyes are going to be focused on Blackhawks broadcast. If you bring Chris Chelios, you know, put him in the studio. You have Chris and Kaylee Chelios with Pat Boyle. That's a pretty good uh, trio right there. Yeah. And then Chris, can, one of the two Chelioses, uh, can, Chelioses. Uh, Chelii can Chelii. do uh, <laughs> can do the radio when Troy has to go yeah. over to TV or pop in for between the glass if Kaylee wants to do it. Or maybe they go and they bring in, you know, uh, uh, somebody else, you know, a, a fresh new face, a young up-and-coming reporter to do that between the glass stuff. Uh, we'll see. Or maybe they don't have that at all. I mean, I know mm-hmm. that's kind of... It's a luxury. It's kind of the standard now. Yeah, yeah. But not every broadcast has that. Not every broadcast does it, and I, you got to have the right mixture to to do it because it is hard 
as a as a third person to jump in and and, and whatnot and um, you also have to know what you're looking for and kind of maybe have a relationship with some of those guys. Yeah, I think I, usually I think listening a, a, for a the for, right things. A former player or someone who's really dialed in uh, to the to the team and and also nationally uh, really helps because I know like Emily Kaplan has done that for national right. broadcast too. She's not you know a former NHL player, but she is really dialed in right. you know to the league and, and to the players. So um, yeah, I I, I wonder. I wonder if they if they find someone for that between the glass role permanently, or if it's just you know just here and there special occasions kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what they do. And and you know I, as far as Scott, Scott Darling goes, like I know when we kind of had the end of the quote unquote end of the year uh, opportunity to talk with Jamie Faulkner and Danny Wirtz, uh, you know about things around the organization. Um, you know the broadcast team was brought up and. They admitted that, you know, maybe he was put in a situation uh, with all the changes going on uh, coming into this season that, you know, they wanted him to be a part of the broadcast, the studio team, um, but maybe he was doing a role a little elevated above what they expected from him. Um, so, you know, the 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 kind of stumbles that maybe he would he had this season, not necessarily all on him because he was probably – doing doing more than he was expected of him so i think if they if they get someone like chelios then darling can maybe fall back into right. that that role that yeah, they originally had maybe just focus in mind on goaltending yeah be the be and and that's where he would be the, excel. Be the goaltending guy uh and i think as we've seen we talked with liam McHugh of the tnt broadcast and how beneficial it has been for them to have a guy like Henrik Lundqvist breaking down goaltending and talk, talking intelligently about goaltending, um, that would be a huge benefactor to have a guy like Scott Darling only focusing on the goaltending aspect, what he knows, what he knows best, yeah. and using that the best way. So yeah, I think that's a, a, that's an option, and, and I, I wonder who or if the Blackhawks go out and, and bring anybody else in. Um, I know that they've they've had other former players kind of cycle through, um, you know Andrew Shaw, Adam Burrish. They've they've been in those roles. I I would venture a guess that uh, those guys are probably not coming back to to those no, roles I, anytime I think, soon. Yeah, I don't. I think um, Shawzy's recent comments probably. It yeah maybe like, maybe yeah, a little we difficult. Wanna, we don't want to bring that in right away. Burrish Burrish did good job. Burrish did a really good job and disappeared then disappeared quickly. Yeah and. I think he I think he did a really good job and I also think the timing of everything probably played a factor yeah, in yeah. why he wasn't brought back. Yeah. Um unfortunately, you know, given given everything that happened, I mean there's there's fallout everywhere. So right. um yeah, so I mean I, I, I wonder if there's any former players, you know, locally that are looking to, to do anything or you know, maybe there's a guy on our set that might retire soon and yeah. pop in a few times to the st- to the TV studio and do some broadcasting. Yeah. Who knows? But um, it'll be interesting to see how how it all shakes out. But I think you know, for a, a majority of of fans, the the news of bringing in Darren Pang was 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 pretty well liked, which I was so. like refreshing to see. Like, yeah. hey, the Blackhawks made a decision, and most people are happy about yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everybody's gonna have have their their opinions. I know people are sour on Darren Payne because he's a blues guy. Okay, personally, I find Darren Payne 
more entertaining at Aolchek. I know that might be uh, a hot take or mm-hmm. not unpopular take, but <laughs> not there's no slam on Eddie Olchek. He's one of the best in the business across the board. Oh yeah. But I just find Darren Payne more entertaining, you know? Uh sometimes the uh you know, the the, the banter between Foley and Olchek would get a little, you know, yeah, they they would play the hits. Yeah, and it, it, and you know, <laughs> if it was a blowout game, it'd be like, well, what are we even doing here half yeah, the time? Yeah, becomes you story know, time. There's a place and time for that, and I'm not saying that won't happen with Darren Pang, but you know, it, it's a good move. He's a popular guy. He's a likable guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's familiar with the city. Uh, I'm old enough to remember seeing him play at the Chicago Stadium. Uh, I remember being at a game where he injured his knee. Good old number forty. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, he gives he gives. Instant credibility to that broadcast. Yeah, absolutely. And no, and that's not a slam on Patrick Sharp or Troy Murray. They both, you know, I just don't think Patrick Sharp wants a full-time gig. It certainly doesn't seem that way. No, no. And, and it's not like broadcasting was second nature to him. Um, it, it seemed like it was something that he was getting into yeah. uh, and, and trying out. I know he was, you know, before NBC's uh, hockey coverage folded. Uh, he you popped know, he up was on TNT, right? Or was it ESPN? He popped. He popped in and on a couple of those Dallas. Might have been a TNT. Might have been TNT. I think, was it the Dallas, uh, the first round series? I think he popped in on a Might game have, or two. Yeah. Um, but I, he does a really good job. Yeah, he does a really I good just job. Just don't know if the commitment level is there to do eighty-two games. He was doing the national thing. I think the national thing might have been more of what he wanted to a do once a week, rather than thing. coming back and forth between yeah. you know Chicago and uh, believable. He, it was said that he was living out in Connecticut. Coming back between them, th- those locations, you know, every other week or a couple times a month and everything like that. So, yeah, we'll we'll see what what he en- ends up wanting to do, the commitment he wants to make. But he's another he's another one where it's like if he if he wants to have a role, the Blackhawks will give They'll him make that one role for, him, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Well, it gives us something to talk about here in the first week of June <laughs> um, that we weren't expecting to talk about. So, yeah, once again, Darren Payne by all reports, will be the Blackhawks color guy on TV, which hard to argue with that. Um, yeah, you know, that's, uh, I like I, I like criticisms, the but it's a really good move. It gives it gives Vosters a, a guy to work with mm-hmm. for most of the season. Um, you know, and it, and, it, and it Vosters, you know, yes, he's he's got he needs to uh, improve on in certain areas, and and he's given the opportunity now to work with Pang. If Chris Chelios comes in, I mean, he's going to get it, Troy Murray's there. He's Troy insulated Murray, yeah. with with veterans of broadcasting and guys that had had successful NHL careers. So they're insulating him with people who are going to bring the best out of him. And yeah. if it doesn't work in another couple of years, well, then they have their answer there, and and they'll, they'll look. But you know, I know a lot of people have popped on and been like, "Oh, the, the Blackhawks need to go get Alex Faust." And uh, yeah, that would be a good move. It's not happening. It's not happening because you you're don't not, you don't go through the whole you know. Yes, you don't do that whole audition audition thing process. To let them go in one year, they're going to give yeah. Chris Fosters every opportunity to make it work. Yeah, and 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 he was like like we've said, you know, this time last year when the news dropped that that Olchek was was going to be leaving. I mean that that just threw him into a, a, a really difficult situation to kind because he was going to lean on Olchek a lot to not only bring credibility but also to to learn the game and and I think that was a, a, a difficult hand to be dealt so yeah they're not just going to say oh well 
we're going to drop you for for another guy you know there's there's you know legal contracts and all that stuff and you don't go through that whole process just to say oh never mind yeah like, that's that, that's not going to happen and so i think bringing in paying you get a, a regular guy uh you know 70 60 plus 70 games a year to work with um i think i think that's going to be a, a big benefit to Vosters. the only thing that i think that they're going to need to change on the broadcast um, just to make it a little less awkward is give a, a little step stool in there because <laughs> yeah. Darren, Darren Pang, not the tallest guy. No, he's and from the uh, old Chris school. Vosters has got some height to him. So. Yeah, Chris is a tall dude, and Darren Pang is from the old school goalie where you were the size of a horse jockey to play goalie. <laughs> yeah. Not a big guy. I, I made a joke earlier when, when these reports came out in our little group chat between Mario, myself, and Jay, and I – we have very deep chairs here. Yeah, these, these chairs are not favorable to uh, the my, short. My first comment was, man, Panger's going to hate our deep chairs <laughs> when he comes <laughs> on set. But uh, I'm looking forward to that happening. I'm looking forward That'd to getting to get a personal relationship with Darren Pang going because you know he's going to be at practice at morning oh, yeah. skates. He's going to be oh, a yeah. hands-on guy. Uh, um, so I'm looking forward to – I know Jay – has a, has a bit of a relationship with them through working out the years. So mm-hmm. hopefully we'll get Darren here in studio uh, soon and, and get to welcome him back to Chicago. So Darren Pang in, uh, Kobe Cohen out, uh, not related uh, Doesn't moves. Doesn't seem to be. Um, so best of luck again to Kobe Cohen with his young family and uh, looking forward to his future endeavor. And uh, Hopefully he's not a stranger. I, I love talking hockey with him, so yeah. we'll, we'll, ha- we'll have him back on as as often as we possibly can in whatever his future role is so uh absolutely there there's our there's our unexpected <laughs> june news that can happen at any moment and we're probably going to have more something I thought we almost had a uh, a visitor that the, the bird was peck, oh. pecking at the handle i thought maybe shirtless dark guy uh, he was out to start the show yeah well we can't start a show until he goes no out no absolutely not um yeah. Well, trying to go out and, and enjoy the, the sun that is unfortunately being blocked by the, uh, the little haze we have here in Chicago that I know is uh, affecting our White Sox out in New York. All that the smoke from yeah. the um, doesn't look like the they're going to be uh, playing a game tonight. Some of those pictures and videos intense. coming from Yankee Stadium is yeah, uh, yeah pretty it's... pretty intense. I know we're just I know we here in you know the Midwest and obviously out on the East Coast. We're getting the residuals of just all the smoke, but man, I, I, I can't imagine. I've seen some pictures and videos of what's going on in Canada with the uh, wildfires. Like, man, that is uh, uh, just crazy and, and really sad, the, the, the destruction that's going on. So to our Canadian friends, if you're, if you're in that area, um, stay safe out there. Uh, hopefully things will be, will be taken care of. But um, man, that is a really horrible uh, dark way to transition to talking about the weather and sun and yep. golf weather. So hey. my apologies for how bad the transition that was. Hey, wildfires makes me think of shooting 18. I don't know about you. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Uh, hey, pins and aces. If you uh, are into golf, there was some big golf news this week. Uh, and it might not affect your uh, Sunday, Sunday morning beer league golf tournament. But uh, if you're a golf fan, Check out the Big Drive Energy Golf Podcast. Obviously, the, the news of the Live Golf Tour and the PGA Tour uh, merging in a uh, Michael Scott Paper Company-esque move uh, was making waves in the sports world and in the golf community. Uh, so be sure to check out the Big Drive Energy Podcast for all of that. 
uh, information as they broke it down there. Uh, Pins and Aces, they are the pro- presenting sponsor of that Big Drive Energy podcast on the All City Network, and they are the official golf apparel partner of us here at CHGO. Uh, and we wouldn't have it any other way. They have tremendous gear that we always love to, uh, to, to see, to wear out on the golf course and in the office, out in the, uh, out in the world. It's very comfortable, very versatile, uh, tremendous polos, hats, golf bags, uh, pants, shoes, ball markers, gloves. Uh, what else they got? They got... I've got sleeves, golf bags, and the beef and beer sleeve, the innovative product that allows you to store up to seven beers right inside your bag and keep them cold the entire round. Or, as we have scientifically proven, uh, about four Italian beefs, full-size Italian beefs, and keep them warm for probably the first nine holes of your 18. Uh, but you can get that beer-slash-beef sleeve from Pins and Aces uh, and all of their great uh, apparel. I know they got a Father's Day sale going on right now. I got that email this morning, so check them out. That's pinsandaces.com. When you do, use the promo code CHGO and you're going to receive 15% off of your first order and you're going to get free shipping. Again, that's the promo code CHGO when you go to pinsandaces.com. And if golf is not necessarily your thing, but you do like gear, uh, mm-hmm. you can get some great officially licensed sports gear from our buddies our pals over at foco they got everything from hoodies shoes signs bobbleheads everything in between it's uh baseball season so you're going to be able to get aloha shirts straw hats polos bags everything you need for a game and maybe even a banana hammock for that post-game pool party you never know each season's coming it's all beach season is 24 7 baby (laughs) and if you're not in the the gear and you like bobbleheads and you like stuff for your home or your office stuffing things well foco has donated quite a few of our awesome set pieces here and you can get a whole bunch for your home or office or gifts whatever you need a bobblehead for foco can hook you up so check out foco foco.com or click on the link in the description below and as a special gift for you lovely people watching today all non-presale items you're going to get 10 percent off when you use the promo code chgo at checkout check them out foco foco.com yes all right well now we can start what we originally planned for today's episode. <laughs> uh, we are going to go down. Mario and I put together our list of top 10 prospects currently members of the organization. So yep. nobody who's going to get allegedly drafted first overall. <laughs> Though I'm never really going to ex- count Conor Bedard as a prospect because he's an NHL player from day one. He, he technically he, fits the prospect mold. He will technically mold, be a prospect. But he's going to be... An NHL player from the word go. Absolutely. Uh, so we can shed that tag around Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, so, Mario, you put together our our prospect pyramid last mm-hmm. year, and you're going to do that again before this season. So kind of tell us what criteria we're basing prospect on. So prospect, in, in, in my personal view, is uh, usually any player – that is about 24 years old by the time the next season starts uh, or, or, or younger uh, or and or has played less than 90 NHL games. So, uh, you know, looking back at the prospect pyramid um, 
at the beginning of last season that, that we put together, uh, guys like Philip Kershev, Mackenzie Entwistle, they were still quote unquote prospects. They will no longer be prospects because they've played the, the uh, over that many NHL games. Lucas Reichel will still be considered a prospect uh, because he's only played, you know, uh, what was it, 20, uh, 28 NHL games off the top of my head? 13 and 15, I think, is what he did. Yes. Something like that. Um, so he'll still be a prospect. Um, you know, not not too many guys are, are graduating out because they really didn't have that many, like, young players playing a lot of games uh, last season. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's, that's, that's where we're going with prospect. These are guys, you know, mostly with – the Ice Hogs still playing in juniors or college uh, or, you know, maybe overseas, uh, but but still under that, you know, that that age kind of age barrier um, and haven't played too much in the NHL. So that's basically what we're talking about as a prospect. All right. And uh, I know when I put together my top 10 list, I, my basis on how I rank them is you can add if yours is different, but I based it judged on what I think the NHL ceiling is for mm-hmm. each player. Not necessarily the most ready to play in the NHL, but who I think has the highest ceiling in the NHL. That's how I did my rankings. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing you're along those same lines. My my rankings were, and and the reason I, I prefer doing the pyramid uh, style rather than a, a list 1 through 10 or 20 or 50 or whatever is because you can get into these you can get into the weeds of like, well, one player is at 12 and another player yeah. is at 17. What real but, difference does that make? But they might be split, you know, they might be split yeah. by, you know, you know, splitting hairs between the two of them. So, um, but as far as, as far as what we did for this exercise, I was basically going off of where I see guys with a combination of, of where they are right now in their development and then what the expectations are for them once, if and when they reach their NHL potentials. All right, and so I, that's what I went with. I don't know who's on your top ten list. You don't know who's on my top ten we list. We didn't so share lists. Fun. We'll see where, kind we, of nice where we go. See where, so we, do we want to just go ten to one up? Ten, ten one? to one. Right. Do you, you want to go first? I'll, I'll start with my, right. my tenth pick. Greg's, I know we have our graphics. Ten to one. We have our graphics ready, so maybe maybe wait to the end uh, end and we'll put up after we reveal. No, they're up now. Oh, so never mind. Go. They're up. Wait, wait. <laughs> I jumped the shark. Up. That's all right. No, you're see, good. That, that's rookie rookie move. We have our we have our. Favorite resident, recent retired bricklayer slash producer in training, Greg Braggs, behind the this dials. Is a, this is a, gr- today. a, a Braggs production. Yes, today. scary is, proposition. Two Gregs. Wow, we need to get that sound bit, fight. That, um, <laughs> two Gregs don't make it right. Yeah, got that right. All right, so my top ten, uh, number ten prospect is uh, Isaac Phillips, who I think we're going to see a lot of in Chicago this year. I just think the way we're seeing defensemen today when you look at teams like Vegas when you look at the successful teams big defensemen who can also skate well are what teams are craving and uh yeah that's that's what Isaac Phillips is he's he's a bigger bodied guy can contribute offensively uh the way he shot up the the depth chart over the past three seasons has been impressive so I got Isaac Phillips as my 10th prospect right now hard to argue against that i i if we were doing an honorable mentions phillips would be in 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 my honorable mentions um yeah i i I think he's a i think he's a guy that should get a extended look 
at the NHL this year. Uh, I he he was one of those guys that benefited from um, the the CHL agreement kind of being tweaked when when COVID hit and. Uh, you know, allowing some of those younger players to play in the AHL before they would have. And, and I think that really, uh, that helps his development, getting, getting that uh, experience professionally earlier than expected. And I think we're both in agreement. I think that CHL, AHL agreement needs to be tweaked to let Absolutely. some of these players play ahead of their, tw- you know, b- before they turn 20, uh, if they're, if they're playing in the CHL, because, you know, a guy that I know is on both of our lists, Kevin Korchinski, I think he would benefit from playing in the AHL next season because he's kind of in that spot where he's not really ready for the NHL, but also there's only so much of development and, and things that he can that he can grow with uh, in his game still playing in the WHL. So that middle part playing in the AHL I think would really benefit him, but you know that's, that's a different discussion. Yeah, I, I like Isaac Phillips. I think, you know, he's, he's a big, physical, mobile defenseman. Um, those are all really good traits to have. Those are all uh, traits that the Blackhawks are looking for. So, yeah, I, I, would, I would like to see him get an extended opportunity in the NHL this year. All right. Who was your number nine? Uh, my number nine was Ryan Green, who uh, I think is a fast riser in the, in the prospect pool. Uh, he was the... He was picked with the pick we got from the Minnesota Wild from Marc-Andre yeah. Fleury. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a very good freshman season, outstanding freshman season at Boston University. Showed uh, he could play up the middle, which the Blackhawks are looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, showed that he could contribute offensively, be an offensive leader, but also plays a 200-foot game. Um, and I first really noticed Ryan Green. I saw him play for the Green Bay Gamblers uh, at at the Chicago Steel two years ago, and he was the most notable player, noticeable player on the ice that night, and that was a Steel team that featured Sean Farrell, Matt Coronado, Josh Doan, mm-hmm. Adam Fantilli, and Ryan Green was the best player. So that's when I was like, I like this kid, and when the Hawks drafted him, I was ecstatic. Yeah. So uh, Ryan Green, I think is a kid I'm really going to be watching this year as he enters his sophomore year at BU. And then it could be as quickly as next season. He's in Rockford. Yeah. Follow, yeah. yeah. 20, he, 24, 25. He, he could be on that path for sure. Um, you know, he was, he was one of the final cuts uh, for team Canada uh, th- at the, at the world juniors this, this past winter. And I think uh, a lot of people uh, had him kind of penciled into making, to making that team. So when he was cut, it was a little bit of uh a little bit of a surprise, but I think for, for Team Canada, if you're a college player, you really got to be a special college player to, to make that team because Team Canada likes to showcase their, their Canadian junior players right. a, little bit, a little bit more than they want to uh, you know, give credence to the, the U.S. college programs. But, yeah, I, I think Ryan Green has is, is got a, a really good uh, future ahead of him. If he can be like a, uh, you know, a middle six NHL guy, I think that's going to be really beneficial for the Blackhawks moving forward. All right, Ryan Green, number nine on my list. Number eight, we'll go through these quickly, uh, is goaltender Drew Camesso. Um, you know, with goalies, it's so hard to rank them with their development, but I, I still think Camesso is the top goaltending prospect the Blackhawks have. Not a slam against Arvid Soderblom, who will be, uh, you know, the 1B, 1A, 1B in the NHL this year. Camesso, 
will be in Rockford this year, so we're going to get a lot of looks at him as he starts his professional career. If you watched any of the Frozen Four or NCAA tournament last year, Camezzo was the biggest reason why Boston yeah. University got as far as they did. Uh, so, um, you know, I, I'm high on him, but I don't like to put goalies super high on ranking lists just because they're so weird be and fickle yeah. and like they can yeah. have a down year and then rebound you know look at a guy like Aiden Hill who's been bounced around for many years yeah. and now he's two wins away from a Stanley Cup look at a guy like Carter Hart look at Corey Crawford he wasn't he was 27 before he was a full-time NHLer yeah. so takes time but uh yeah I I like uh I like Camesso a lot he had a great season and uh, looking forward to watching him in uh, Rockford yeah yeah, I think getting getting to Rockford, uh, I'm sure he'll 1A, 1B split time with Jackson Stauber there uh, next season. I think that's going to be really beneficial for him. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what, what he does at the professional level because w- when he was drafted, there was a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of praise and, and uh, excitement for him because he was one of the top goaltenders of his draft class. Uh, and the Blackhawks up to that point didn't have anybody – uh, as far as goaltending prospects go, to where you could really hang your hat and be like, "Hey, this this looks like a player for the future." So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what uh, what what comes of it. Yeah, and you take a second round pick for a goalie. You know, you got high hopes for him. Yeah, that um, he was required with uh, the pick received from Las Vegas in the Robert Leonard deal. So uh, yeah, with also with also included Malcolm Subban. Right. And, yes. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, moving along. Number. Six seven i have gavin hayes who uh interesting another player that really did himself a lot of favors with the way he played Mm -hmm. uh this season uh playing for the flint firebirds in the ontario hockey league uh he had 41 goals this season and uh got his entry-level contract as well so i mean that that tells me the hawks you know despite his age, he's ready to play either in the NHL or back in the OHL next year. So I don't think yeah. he's in part of the NHL plans for this upcoming season, but he could be one that you let play four or five games at the beginning of the year, see what you got, send him back. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but he'll likely be back in juniors. Uh, but just a really great offensive season for him. Um, and third round pick, one of the uh, picks in the Kirby Dock trade. Um, yeah. So you know, uh, I, I, the, his ceiling keeps getting higher and higher, uh, and he's got some size, six foot two. Mm-hmm. It's what the Blackhawks are craving right now. So big first season in the organization for Gavin Hayes. He's he's climbing my list. I've got high hopes for him. Yeah, yeah. I think he's he's got one of the better shots uh, in in the prospect system, um, and and it showed last season. 40 goal scorer in the OHL. Uh, those don't usually happen just by accident. So, uh, it, you know, he was he was brought into the Ice Hogs, uh, you know, uh, towards the end of last season to kind of hang around and, and get used to the environment of you know some some playoff hockey and stuff. So, yeah, I think the you know the organization has has some some pretty decent expectations for him, and uh, he's he's a good player. I'm excited to see what he does next season. Uh, I'm sure he'll have a, a much higher a much more elevated role with Flint. Yes, and then we have uh, number six, Alex Vlasic, who probably won't be considered a prospect uh, in a couple of months. No. I expect him to be on the opening night roster and being an every night player, but 
Uh, the Blackhawks have taken their time in developing him, and it's paid off. Mm-hmm. Uh, we thought he was going to be ready for opening night after the way he improved in his last few games last season and then they said nope you're going to play in Rockford and that's essentially where he was for much of the year Mm -hmm. but when he did come up at the end of the season fit right in did not look out of place I think they got themselves a real solid defenseman definitely has the size but for a kid of his size his skating is is impressive Mm -hmm. Uh, it's not the fastest guy in the world but when you're that tall you don't have to be fast you can make strides and 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 with that reach that reach is going to be a weapon of his in the defensive zone so uh i really like the the project the uh progress that alex vlasic has made i look forward to him being a full-time nhler this season yeah yeah I, i i we all expected him to be you know full time nhler last year but they went the route of patience and i think it's gonna it's definitely gonna pay off um and yeah i expect him to be you know full-time nhler this year so it'll be exciting to see what he uh, what he turns into all right moving in my top five i've got a guy that has another guy that shot up the list a bit i know some other lists when you look won't rank him as high but i got nolan allen up at fifth i really think his ceiling is getting higher yeah uh what a tremendous season he had he was a first round pick he was the pick 32nd overall that was the pick acquired from the blue jackets in the seth jones trade i know when the pick was made a lot of people including myself were like okay that's a stretch Mm -hmm. uh that's not a slam on nolan allen he didn't call up he who should not be named and say hey overreach and get me two rounds earlier than you probably could have right but he's starting to look like a guy that deserved to be picked in that spot uh, was was great. Uh, was a captain with Prince Albert uh, before getting traded to Seattle. Of course, we all know we were following the Thunderbirds as they made it all the way to the Memorial Cup final. He was fantastic in the postseason, especially at that Memorial Cup tournament. Yeah, chipped in some offense, so he's not just a one-dimensional player. Uh, I expect Nolan Allen to uh, to be in uh, Rockford this season. Yep, and uh, be one of the anchors down there, and look to look to see him throw some weight around at the BMO Center. Yeah, I know. I know a lot of people. Is Windy City Hockey says Allen is reminding me of Brent Seabrook. A lot of people have the, you know, the kind of the Brent Seabrook comparison. I don't know if he'll beef up as big as Seabrook was, but he definitely plays a similar style. Um, a little, a little bit less of uh, offensively gifted than Seabrook uh, was, I think, at this point in their careers. But hey, that that could obviously develop um, as he transitions to to playing professionally. But definitely uh, a bright future for him. A um, lot of lot of ex- excitement uh, for for him as he makes the transition to play in the pro game. And I think what's what's really telling about him is, you know, like you said, like he was he was captain at, at Prince Albert. Uh, before being traded to Seattle, where he then earned himself a leadership role in Seattle. Be, you know, being a, a junior player, being acquired to a new team, and being put into a leadership role, that doesn't just all happen by coincidence. Like, that's that's definitely, uh, he definitely has, a, I, wa- I want to say from, from interactions with him, um, you know, from, from, from things we've, we've seen from Seattle, it seems like he's got a little bit more of the, you know, a little, little bit mature beyond his years already, which is, which is great to see. Um, and I think that translates to, you know, to the locker room amongst his peers. And hopefully that translates, uh, as he, as he, you know, comes out of junior gets into the AHL, eventually to the NHL. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to see what, uh, what Nolan Allen does. Um, and I think, 
you know, if he if he becomes, you know, a, a number three, number four shut down defenseman who can be physical and chip in offensively, um, I think that would that'd be just just fine. I think you know you you need contending teams need guys like that. Um, I, I know a lot of, like I said, Brent Seabrook is a comparison. I think Nicholas Jarmelson is a comparison too. Yep. You need those guys. Um, watching the Stanley Cup playoffs, you need those guys. Mm-hmm. I know you want, you also need your mobile, offensive-minded defenseman, but you still need those big men, those big guys to battle out in the corners mm-hmm. and in front of the nets. And Allen is shaping up to be one of those. Do, doing the stuff that doesn't show up on the, sco- on the score sheets yep. is, is one of the things that he excels at. And gladly doing the things oh, yeah. that don't, you know, takes pride in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need a couple of defensemen like that on every team. Uh, moving up to number four, I've got Frank Nazar. This is a guy I really would love to put higher, but just because he missed so much time last season, it kind of hurt him. But he, he, he played well the few games he got in with Michigan at the yeah. end of the season. This was a pick I was super excited about. We all were super excited about when it was we th- made. We thought he was going to be number seven. Yep. Um, but he came at 13. So, I mean, you, you still l- got look him. at that. My top seven includes the two guys <laughs> acquired in the Kirby Doc trade. Yeah. So, uh, and Montreal still wondering if Kirby Doc can stay healthy for a year and if he's ever going to hit that ceiling. So, that might turn out to be a pretty darn good trade. Uh, I really still like Frank Nazar. Again, a little on the undersized side of it but just dynamic speed got that work ethic that and the character uh and he's the best juggler on the team already so seems uh, to be that's yeah yeah, that's why i have him at four instead of five (laughs) because of his juggling ability he's got the personality i can't wait for nazar to be here full time i think the city's gonna fall in love with him he's Mm -hmm. got he's got character he's got a personality when you look at a guy like him you look at a guy like um, Connor Bedard, we saw his personality on, on, yeah, uh, you know, on show, showcase. show a little bit of it. Yeah, uh, you know, I think I think Nolan Allen is a quiet guy, but and, and Colton Dock is a guy whose personality is going to endear himself to fans. So not only is there talented players coming, but there's like a ton of really genuinely likable kids, yeah, and that makes a big difference too. Huge um, difference. So Nazar tops that list of likable prospects. Uh, so looking forward to seeing what he does this season uh it's gonna be a big year for him going back to michigan after essentially missing his freshman year yeah yeah and and he's gonna you know when he did when he was healthy and did play for michigan you know he was mostly in a third third line center role but that's just because that team was so loaded with you know potential or already first round talented players um so i think as as some of those players transition out of Michigan, uh, he'll move up in the in the lineup. I I would imagine he's going to be a, a a regular in their top six. Um, yeah, high hopes for him, and I'm I'm really excited to watch him at Michigan this year. Uh, should be should be one of the most entertaining prospects uh, that we get to watch this season for sure. All right, we're in your top three. Top three, number three. Uh, EDM, not the not the dance music, but Ethan <laughs> Del Mastro. You want to talk about a kid that has just skyrocketed over yeah. the past couple seasons? I mean, this was a late round pick in that last draft, fourth round pick of that last draft class of he who shall not be named. Who, let's face it, that draft class is looking pretty darn good right now. It, it, give him credit. The last two the last drafts two drafts were really his best two, probably. really well done. Uh, yeah, but oh well. Well, the good news Thanks is... Thanks on your way out. Yes. The good news <laughs> is he gave us these these nice classes, and he handed them over to a regime that actually, so far, looks like they know how to develop yes. them. Yes, yes. Um, so Ethan Del Mastro, this kid, has just 
keeps making strides. Uh, you want to talk about guys that remind you of Brent Seabrook? It's Ethan Del Mastro. Yes. Uh, he, he he is the Seabrook comparison. Yeah, he's just played. He went from being the World Juniors to being the seventh defenseman, then taken. Actually, I think he was brought on as an injury replacement. Wasn't even going to make the team. He brought did, on as an injury replacement. The, the World Juniors the in August the summer, ones. he was he, an injury replacement. He was an yep. injury replacement, last-minute addition, and then he became one of their top defensemen. Mm-hmm. They couldn't take him out of the lineup. He was their top defenseman for the, uh, the, the regularly scheduled one. December yep. one. Uh, the kid is physical. He's big. Stay at home. Another guy, Blackhawk fans, are just going to love just the way he plays. Yep. He's going to endear himself. He's an old-school uh, power stay-at-home defenseman, uh, good kid. He's going to be in Rockford this year, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, Those Ice Hogs games are going to be the most important Ice Hogs games played since since they became... last season. (laughs) They're going to be more important because there's going to be so many more guys. Comezzo, Allen, Del Mastro, Leipman, Mm -hmm. so many guys that are going to be pieces to this puzzle are going to be starting their pro careers this year. And Damastro's at the top of that list. Yeah, I, I, you, we, we talk about, you know, maturity with Nolan Allen um, on and off the ice. You see the same thing with, uh, with Ethan Damastro. He was captain of, of the Mississauga Steelheads for two seasons uh, in junior, which is, which is impressive. He was traded uh, at the OHL trade deadline to the Sarnia Sting. He was part of that leadership group, too, by the end of the, at, by the, end of the season. So, you know, again, amongst a, a leader amongst his his junior team peers is, is really impressive to see uh speaks to that character uh quality that the blackhawks are looking for uh and then just physical maturity like we we watched him uh, at last year's prospect camp uh the three the three of us we all said the same thing like this guy is nhl physical yep. already um you know he skates skates well for his size uh he had i think he has a little bit more offensive upside than a guy like allen and i and that's why i think the the zebra comparison fits a little bit more with del mastro than with allen because i th- i think he will be a little bit more beefier uh once he gets you know fully physically matured uh and at the nhl level i think he has a little bit more of that offensive touch but yeah he's he's going to be a guy uh, that I think a lot of there's going to be a lot of Del Mastro Blackhawks jerseys in a couple of years. Uh, so Absolutely. I'm, I'm a, again very there. This entire these entire top ten lists. There's so much excitement for all these guys. Absolutely, which is great because we're not. It's not like we're like well, who knows? Like when you have at least ten to fifteen prospects where you're like, I'm excited to see what he becomes. That's, that was the more fun doing this because in years past, top ten lists were difficult to put together because it was hard to come up with ten guys you thought could yeah. actually make the NHL. You'd be like, oh, the first five are really good, and then who knows from and there. Now it was like difficult for, for the right reasons. Like there's so many guys. Yeah, I felt bad leaving some guys off. <laughs> uh, all right, top two. No surprise on who our top two are, but yeah. the order. To flip a coin, I okay. wanted to name Kevin Korczynski my top prospect, and he will be the top. Well, he will be the top prospect once Reichel is no longer considered a prospect in a few games, or Bedard yeah, is I, no once, longer considered a prospect. Here, so yeah. by December first, <laughs> Kevin Korczynski yeah, will be the top prospect. Yep. Uh, love the kid; had a great season. Um, you know that was one of those picks 
when he was picked seventh overall for, for you know with that pick they got for Alex Debrinket, mm-hmm. we were kind of like, what, another defenseman? But then as we calmed down season, a little bit, and then we season. saw it started in development camp. It started in the preseason. He was yeah. impressive in training camp and the little bit of preseason hockey he played. Great with the Seattle Thunderbirds. You know, some people were a little down on him in the Memorial Cup. Wasn't his greatest run, but I mean, this was a teenage kid playing what 88 games this year i mean eventually it's going to start to wear on you and uh, i think we saw a little bit of that but korchinski is your modern nhl defenseman great skater great puck mover has has some size he's not the biggest guy in the world but he's not one of these undersized guys yeah Yeah. he's not an adam boquist you know where you're like oh my god what's he gonna do out there um plays both both ways future Power play quarterback mm-hmm. in the making. Lots of reason to be as excited about Kevin Korchinski, my number two prospect. Uh, I know you ha- you have him on your list, so yeah. you can you can give him a, your we'll give him your some raves. More love in a minute. And then Lucas Reichel heading in right now is still my top prospect, as he's still technically considered a prospect. Yeah, he's definitely the most NHL ready on this list. He's going to be an everyday guy. He's going to be their opening night. He's going to be one of the most important players this season for the Blackhawks. Yeah. I'm still sticking to my guns that he's going to lead the team in, in points this year. I'm not risking oh. any kind of shaving off of any kind of body hair for, for that. I'm not that I'm not that confident in that. Um, Brought to you by Manscaped. Yes. Um, so, um, but I, I, Reichel, is, we, sh- we saw that last year, what we yeah. wanted to see. We saw him being a dynamic force at the NHL level. Got us excited. Now let's see it every night. People down on him a bit for not having the greatest postseason, albeit very short postseason with the with the ice hogs. Sure. But as we learned, he was dealing with a little bit of an injury, which prevented yep. him from going and playing for Germany in the World Juniors. But Reichel's my number one prospect pre-draft heading into the season. Uh, he's not going to be a prospect very much longer. No. So take the honor. And, and <laughs> earlier today, he was announced to the first yep. ever AHL All Prospect Team. I'm not really sure what the, uh, but I guess it's like the best, most NHL ready guys. Uh, the best prospects that played in the AHL, yeah, I guess. It was yeah. Tyson Forster of the uh, Flyers. We have uh, Yuri Kulic of, I believe that is a Buffalo Sabre prospect. Uh, Reichel, David Yurischek of the Blue Jackets, Jackets. Uh, Simon Nemich of the uh, Devils two uh, defensemen who were taken in the top five last year. Mm-hmm. And then uh, all-world Swedish goalie Jesper Wallstedt, uh, Minnesota Wild prospect. That was your AHL yeah. prospect. Uh, All-prospect all prospect team. team. So Lucas Reichel, yeah. um, the floor is yours, kid. Do the best <laughs> with it. Hard so, to argue. So am am I allowed to say, give us a Leichel for Reichel? Or will, oh, be, will I be escorted out of that? Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Leichel for Reichel. I like that. We need, the, we need that. We need that. That needs to be a shirt. That'll be the next shirt we make yes. after the uh, after our our draft special shirt, draft special shirt. Yeah, which Speak, is coming soon. Speaking of shirts, uh, go to the CHGO locker, check out all the merch, and get a discount on it by becoming a diehard with us here at CHGO. Uh, diehards always get twenty percent off of all merchandise and events with us at CHGO. When you sign up, you get a free shirt. Uh, you get a free shirt every year upon renewal. Uh, you get access to 
Uh, tons of diehard exclusive content on allchgo.com. Uh, you get access to the diehard uh, Discord where you can chat with us. Uh, I know we, we definitely uh, use that throughout the, the year to talk with you guys. We got the um, happy hours we do every now and then. Uh, those, are, those are exclusive to diehards. Uh, and, yeah, it's, it's, it's really a, a great way to be part of the CHGO community that we are building here. So go out. Uh, sign up, become a diehard. You get this little box here that's presented with, uh, you know, a little membership card. Um, you get your shirt in the box. Uh, it's, What's in the box? Yeah. Stickers. Stickers. Awesome. It's, you get, stickers. get yourself decked out in CHGO gear, uh, becoming a diehard. Really supports us and, uh, yeah, bring, brings you closer into the uh, CHGO community. Uh, and speaking of saving on merch and events, we will be in Nashville for the NHL draft coming up later this month. Uh, the three of us, uh, Greg, myself, and Jay, we are going to be heading down there along with uh, producer Steven and uh, Casey, our social media guru. Uh, we're going to be in Nashville bringing you all the great content uh, that we can from the draft. The uh, Blackhawks have the first overall pick and a bunch of picks. And the future is now. We will be there in Nashville to see it all happen. And you can join us uh, in Nashville if you're, if you're going down there for the draft. Uh, you can get yourself a ticket on Tuesday, the day before the draft. We're going to be doing an event at Hopsmith uh, in Nashville. Uh, There's going to be a happy hour there from 1 to 4 p.m. You can go to uh, allchgo.com uh, slash events and get information on that event. Sign up for that. And, uh, again, die hard save on that, uh, that event yep. in Nashville. And if you buy a ticket to our uh, event in Nashville, you are guaranteed uh, one of our new shirts. One of the new shirts. That will be dropping uh, roughly 6.04 p.m. on on June 28th. All right. Well, the warm weather is finally here. I know it's kind of hazy. You still need something to protect your eyes from the sun. And Shady Rays is here to protect you and take on the sun with gear built to last Shady Rays has their premium polarized shades at an affordable price. They're an independent sunglasses company that offers world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've ever worn. I say better. They're durable frames and extremely clear optics for your outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays will give you the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you break or lose your pair, even on the first day, they are going to give you a brand new pair. No questions asked. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence. And together with their customers, Shady Rays is providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the U.S., through Shady Rays Impact, from building play sets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS, the outdoor adventure of a lifetime, Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others like it now and for years to come. And if you don't love your Shady Rays, but you will, but just in case you don't, you can exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. And exclusive for our lovely listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the promo code CHGO for 50% off all orders of two or more pair of their awesome polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. A lot of people. I feel like I've, I've taken a lot of the thunder, but good thing is your list contains a lot of the guys that a I have. A lot of crossover. So, yeah. uh Let's uh, let's quickly work on Mario's <laughs> list here and see where we differ. 
Um, who is your – where do we start with on your top ten? Uh, my number ten uh, is a guy that uh, you had a little – you had, I believe, one spot higher than I do. Uh, I have Ryan Green at number ten. Again, uh, he's going to play a more elevated role at Boston next year, so it will be interesting to see how, how he takes, uh, takes the reins there. Uh, Boston is, is, a, is a tremendous program. Uh, again, you know they 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 went won, went and won the uh, hockey East this year. Uh, they were in the Frozen Four. Ryan Green was a part of that, so uh, going to be excited to see what he does at Boston next year. Uh, Colton Dock, I had him uh, uh, on my list, one spot ahead of Ryan Green. Uh, that's not not a shot at Ryan Green because basically. Team Canada chose Colton Dock over Ryan Green yeah. at the World Junior, but I really like what Colton Dock is, is has done in the uh, in, in the two years that we've you know really been paying attention to him in, in junior so far after he's been drafted. Um, the Blackhawks are are having patience with him that they didn't have with his brother, which is the the, the right move. Uh, you watch what he did through the WHL playoffs, uh, through the Memorial Cup. He was a key factor for the Seattle Thunderbirds. Um, another guy Need who was a captain it. of their team in junior before yep. before being traded. He was captain of the Kelowna Rockets uh, before being traded to Seattle. I really think Colton Dock has a has a bright future as a middle six option for the Blackhawks. Uh, so he, he plays center, uh, could transition to wing if he needs to. Um, I don't know if he's better at faceoffs than his brother is, but if he is, then he can probably stay at center if he wants to, uh, if and when he transitions to the uh, to the NHL. Uh, he'll be playing in Rockford next year, so excited to see that. Yep. I have Ethan Delmaster on my list, but I have him at number eight, uh, a little bit not as high as, as you did. But I think, again, the way we kind of put our tens, our top tens together, I think we had a little bit of a different criteria. I think right now where Delmastro is, uh, I, 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 I like where his development is at, and I think he can get to that level where he's you know in the discussion of maybe a two or a three or a four defenseman. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see how he develops and what his first year in, in Rockford looks like. Um, then I get into the goalies. Uh, I, I, I went with uh, Arvid Soderblom at number seven. Uh, I think, uh, you know, I think him and Drew Camezzo are, are kind of on even playing ground. Um, they, they definitely uh, have the, you know, young goalies. They're going to take some time to develop. Having patience with them is good, but I think the the athleticism from from both players I think is what really uh, sets them apart from from some other uh, Blackhawks goaltending prospects that have come over in the last few years. Uh, Soderblom proved it early on uh, in his professional career in Sweden. Came to Rockford last year uh, was was pretty solid with them. Uh, came up to the NHL level and was kind of thrown into the fire uh, before he was ready for it. Did a decent enough job given what was in front of him. I know the stats probably say something different, but, you know, you watch those games. He wasn't necessarily playing as bad as, you know, his, his stats uh, at the NHL level from last year show. Um, seeing him in the NHL regularly this year will be really good. Um, he was a tough one. I <laughs> It was hard leaving him off my top ten yeah. list. But. I, th- I think because where he's at right now, he, I think him and him and Camezzo, I think, are going to have a nice battle uh, in the next few years of who who's going to be the the starter for the Blackhawks if all goes according to plan. Um, so that'll be exciting to see. I I, I do like Soderblom's uh, prospects moving forward here. I think he's going to be a little bit more than just a backup in the NHL. Uh, number six, I went with Wyatt Kaiser. I was I I was paying attention to Kaiser uh, the last few seasons in in college. He's he was the number 
one top pairing defenseman with Minnesota Duluth for three years. Um, that's you know that's a top program in college. That is that is not an easy thing to do as a freshman. And then he kept that role through his sophomore and junior years. Uh, and then came came in with the Blackhawks at the end of last season and kind of like Alex Vlasic did the season before, came in and got a taste of the NHL. I think he's going to go back to – I think he's going to yeah. go down to Rockford uh, and play in Rockford most of this next upcoming season, a lot like they did with Alex Vlasic. Uh, but I think he's he's got an opportunity to be in that 3-4 defenseman range uh, once everything kind of is, is said and done with his development as long as – you know the the Blackhawks are patient with him. Defensemen and goalies take time. Uh, I don't think we need to anoint him as you know a, an NHL regular just yet. I think there's a lot of pieces to his game uh, that translate well to the NHL. His his decision making, his puck movement, his skating are all things that are going to allow him to stay in the league for a long time. Just got it. Just has to get them up to NHL level uh, on a consistent basis. So that's why I have Kaiser at six. I went with Drew Camezzo at, at number five. I think he's, I think he's going to eventually be the Blackhawks starter for a long time. Uh, I, I I know he's a little bit undersized, quote unquote, at six foot one, um, but just the the calmness in his game, the athleticism that he has uh, in between the pipes, he makes he makes a lot of difficult saves look routine. He's been able to do that for the last three seasons uh, at, at Boston. Uh, one of the best college hockey goaltenders that there has been over the last two years. I know he's had some inconsistencies, but you know he had some injuries that he that he dealt with. Uh, but I, I I think he's going to be the Blackhawks starter for when this team is competitive again. Uh, that would be really that would be I, I think the, I think that would be uh, you know hitting it out of the park with a second round pick to get a, a starting goaltender for a contending team. Um, and I think he has the ability to do that. Uh, the other thing with Camezzo is I don't think you play for Team USA at the World Juniors, at the World Championships, and at the Olympics, albeit without NHL players, before even signing a professional contract just by coincidence. No. Like, I, I, I think that is something that says a lot about Camezzo is that, you know, Team U, the, the, the USA hockey program wanted him. He wasn't the starter for, for you know, for all those games, but he got time at the uh world championships he was the starter you know uh, for for the team team usa at the world juniors like he got those those opportunities and and that experience i think that's going to go a long way uh fourth i have alex vlasic i think he is uh he has the potential to be maybe a top pairing defenseman in the nhl um he's got the size he's got the skating ability the length physicality i think if he all if he puts it all together consistently he's going to be a really special player and he's going to get his first opportunity for extended nhl ice time uh this year um maybe he plays with with seth jones to start the year i mean he was a they were a pairing at the end of uh two seasons ago and that's where we all saw his development you know right away at the nhl level um kind of take off and that's why all, we all thought he was going to be an NHLer this year. So maybe that's a pairing that that ends up working out this year. Uh, but we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. And then we get into the top three. Again, uh, similar top three. Uh, I have Frank Nazar uh, at, at number three. Uh, like we said, I think he's he has the ability to take over this this city uh, just with with his personality, with his skill. Um, he's going to be a very, really exciting player to watch. Top six guy at Michigan this this, uh, this upcoming year. Um, I think he's I think he's got a top six future, potentially at center, maybe at wing. We'll see what uh, how it all shakes out. 
Um, but I, I don't think there's any doubts that he's going to play, uh, you know, an elevated role at Michigan this year. And I think that might be all the time he sees at Michigan before uh, jumping to the professional ranks. Uh, and then our top two are flip-flopped. I have Lucas Reichel uh, at, my, at my number two. I, I know he's going to be an NHL top six player for a long time. Uh, I, I really have high hopes for him. Um, we're going to get to see the, the first long-term opportunity this season for him to play in a role like that. At the end of last season, I, there was no doubt that he was ready to do that. It was just the organization's plan for him was to be patient uh, and, and pl- play significant time in Rockford. I think he's done playing in Rockford, uh, and I think he's ready to move on to the next level. And I, I really think along with the with the guy who's going to come in and play alongside with him in the top six for the next maybe 10 to 15 years, um, those two playing together I think is going to be really special to watch uh, as their chemistry, chemistry develops. And then number one, I have Kevin Korczynski. I think he's a future number one defenseman. Um, we talked with, I believe it was Scott Wheeler, uh, about this, t- this time last season, or this time last year in the summer, uh, and he compared Kevin Korczynski's, you know, potential NHL ceiling to Roman Yossi. Like, that would be wonderful. If, if, he, can, yeah. if he can develop his defensive game uh, to the level where his offensive game is and kind of round out, you know, being a little bit more of a two-way player once he gets to the professional ranks, I think he's going to be a really special player because the offensive instincts and abilities are there. The playmaking ability is there. The hockey sense is there. The skating is there. Now get your get, – get the – get the defensive game up to that level and you got a kid that's going to be really special i know a lot of people are kind of penciling him into the nhl this year i don't see it happening i I, he'll i think he'll get the the couple of games he'll get an extended look through the preseason and training camp i think he'll get a couple of games at the beginning of the year but i think ultimately what's best for him is to go back to seattle be a number one guy in seattle again have an elevated role with team canada at the world juniors because when he was with Team Canada this this past World Juniors, when it came down to you know the elimination round, he was getting like six minutes a night, like he was not being yeah. used uh, basically beyond you know power play time and, and being sheltered. Have an opportunity to to go back you know and play in that that tournament in an elevated role, um, and just round out your game before making the jump professionally. Um, you know he's he's still eighteen. He's going to turn nineteen this summer. Like he's he's a young kid. Like defenseman takes some time but i think when he reaches his ceiling i think he's he's if and when he reaches his ceiling i want to don't want to get too far ahead but if and when he reaches his ceiling i think he's a number one nhl defenseman and i think he's he got the ability to be really special oh that's my top 10 all right korchinski vlasic top pairing I wouldn't. Stanley, I wouldn't mind it in a Stanley Cup final. You got Korchinski and Vlasic. You got Allen and Del Mastro, Phillips and Kaiser. I I'm I I think that in a, in a few years that can be a pretty Could solid be. blue line. Don't forget about guys like Sam Renzel who Sam Renzel. wasn't on our list. We'll see where he falls. Another one that would have been in my honorable mention. Yes, exactly. So this is our top tens. Lots of good debate. Lots of great players. And the Blackhawks are about to add a whole bunch more from yep. one of the deepest draft classes mm-hmm. in a long time. All these guys and are going to get knocked down at least one spot. Yes, <laughs> for a few weeks. Yeah. Uh, Connor Berdari is getting added to that yep. pool along with mo- at least one more first-round pick, multiple second-round picks, multiple third-round yep. picks. It's exciting times. And uh, Speaking of those multiple picks, we're, I know we're way over time, but we're just going to tease this out. 
Uh, we're three weeks away from the draft. We got draft profiles that are going to yep. start coming out starting tonight. Uh, we got uh, a number of players that, that we're all looking at as potential targets for the Blackhawks. Um, not the number one pick. I think that one, we, we don't, don't need, need to we profile don't need to, him. No, we don't need to put much energy into that one. But we'll, we'll profile a lot of guys that are in that late first, second, and third round yep. uh, tier. Um, so that'll be coming out tonight. Keep, out, uh, keep your eyes out for allchgo.com for that first one to come out. And we got about 20 guys to get through. So we're going to have profiles for you every day leading up right yep. into uh, day one of the draft. Some days Nashville. may have more than one. You never know. Yeah, we'll keep we'll, it, we'll, keep, we'll keep them it'll, coming at it'll you. It'll be you'll flying off the shelves. Yeah. All right, that's going to wrap us up. Thanks for sticking around with us to this uh, impromptu extended edition of the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. Uh, but lots of good talk today. Thanks for sticking around. And, and uh, make sure you're smashing that like button on the way out. Subscribe to the YouTube page if you haven't done that already. Become a diehard at All CHGO tomorrow. The podcast is back tomorrow. I believe it's going to be you and our head of content, longtime Blackhawks guy Kevin Kaduck. Uh, on tomorrow's show. Oh, I, I forgot. Yes. You're not. Uh, you're I'm not here. Around. I'm That's taking right. the next couple of days off. Jay needs another day to recuperate his sore mouth, apparently. So, yep. uh, Mario and Kevin Kaduck will be uh, running the show tomorrow, and then uh, Friday, hopefully Jay's back. I will see you guys back next week, Tuesday, taking a few days off nice. before it gets super busy around here. So, uh, enjoy the rest of this lovely day. Thanks for tuning in, and the CHGO Blackhawks podcast will be back tomorrow at 2 p.m.